0: nothing comes to us by coincidence so it's not like getting mugged on I've the street been thinking about that that you said that everything that happens in our life is a conscious choice that we've made yes nothing is in our is in our psychic space without our permission on some level I, and you said oh this is a
1: very controversial thing but it's, it's I've been thinking about it all week like every choice everything in my life that I can potentially complain about is something that I put there it's there because I put it there how is it to think about that it was it's weird it's um, I don't usually do like I do a lot of sp- I don't do like spiritual. I think a lot about religion Mm -hmm. and a lot about structure and philosophy in my, in my like weekly life and my daily goings about, but this is different Mm -hmm. because it's not like in my head or rationalizing it. It's this different, like the spiritual side of things is different than the rational side of things. How is it different? Uh, because it exists, but you can't explain it away. With so I, there's a there's a lack of you can't justify it. there's like a lack of justification maybe there's when it's something is ra- when something is in your brain and you're thinking it rationally you're like I'm thinking about this on a real level and these you know and a this is goes why B goes to C goes right. to D if then therefore that kind of like rational thought I think therefore I am but the spiritual side is very different. <laughs>
0: So, for me, the difference is the spiritual side is an experience. Ah. It's, it's the, I like to call it the non-rational. It's the felt experience. It's a being experience. It's, um, it's our emotions. It's our relationality. It's our... How we move through the world, rather than what we think about our relationships, what we think about how there's a different, there's like always this over narrative going on, but then the narrative is about the experience. Right. It's the uh, the
1: narrative is the layer removed from the feeling itself. Exactly. Exactly. So spirituality,
0: for me, the you know I like (laughs) in recovery circles. There's a um, one of my favorite lines is. uh, Religion is for people who are afraid to go to hell, and spiritual, spirituality is for people who've already been there. Ha <laughs> That's great! <laughs> wow. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, spirit attachment, you know, when I, I'm from Boston, and um, we don't talk about stuff like that. And when I first heard this word, this whole idea, I was like, oh no, that's too weird. It was actually kind of scary. It felt scary for me. I thought, like, the exorcist, or like... 666, the Omen, like all sure. those things I grew up with, terrifying movies as a sure.
1: kid. Um, well, demonic even. possession. I mean, that's there's a, there's a whole bunch of the Bible that talks about demonic possession. And it's like, really? Really? There's something inside you that's not you? And it gets thrown out into a pile of pigs and they all jump over a... Like, <laughs> really? Really? Well, so it's an interesting thing, though.
0: If you think about... You know, I've been working with this uh, work, and, 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 and I use this work a lot in spiritual psychology. It's called Feeding Your Demons. Oh. And it's actually an ancient Buddhist practice, and we've done a little bit of it on the show, and, and, and it will happen again, because it's one of my favorite practices. And um, Lama Tsultramaleone, who's the modern Tibetan woman, Lama in Colorado, who's re resurged this revamped made it in this ancient practice from the 11th century Jeez. um it was actually developed by a woman lama in the 11th century anyway. I didn't it's know it's a very feminine practice I didn't know that Dalai Lama could be a woman um there are Llamas and there's Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama is the high Lama. There's lower lamas. It's kind of like being the Pope or being a priest. Oh, right? cool. So, you know, a lot of the guy, you know, Buddhism's not too much different than other religions. They don't really dig it when women are in power, but it happens. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It happened in Catholicism too over the history. Anyway, it's a very feminine practice, but it—you it, know—naming the things that cause us suffering as huh. demons is an interesting way to look at them. Um, in the thing I like about this work is that. Um, we take the stuff that's non-rational we take the spiritual the experiential and we make it concrete Mm -hmm. we live in a world of form we're used to our rational mind likes to live in the world of form and it's part of the reason we have a lot of trouble with our feelings with relationships even with money like these are things that don't necessarily even money's really an idea more than a con you know if you think about it like the pieces of paper aren't worth anything things that that don't actually have form we have a lot of trouble with sure Um,
1: and so when we can give it a form then we can really work with it. That, I mean, it's true. Even when we were trading, like, in the earliest findings in archaeological sites, you find, like, weird shells that they used as money. Like, we, we right. create, for some reason, we've, we need to take our worth Mm -hmm. and our work and rather than it be itself like I raised this chicken you have this chicken I'm giving you the chicken and you're giving there's like a transaction but we can't live in our transactional world without like these I don't know, things and stuff to demarcate the transaction. Like, here is what I gave. Now you're giving me this. Oh, you don't have anything? Well, now you gave me these shells that have meaning that we all ascribe. Right. But it's an it's, agreed upon idea. Yeah. It's only, it it's is weird.
0: A, it's an idea that we've all agreed upon. Intrinsically, there is no such thing as money. Sure. We've made it up and and then worshipped it. <laughs> Which sounds like a Basically, lot of other and things. and some of us yeah. ruin our lives in pursuit of it. Um, or think that it's going to make us happy. Happy, which we both know isn't true. Although being completely destitute may not be great either. But I don't know. We've both been destitute at different times. I've
1: been pretty Sure, happy, so. sure. <laughs> I would rather be physically or uh, financially destitute than emotionally destitute. That's way worse when you're just like at the, the depths of... You I'm know. with you girl. Yeah, I'd I was talking rather. to the emotionally destitute
0: last night and it was a problem.
1: <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> and I then, woke up with a problem for the emotionally destitute Once, yeah. Once someone sort of, and it, you can tell when the light goes out of their eyes and they kind of give up, like emotionally, and they just sort of like, I'm just going to phone it in. From now,
0: now, I had a deep money conversation with somebody last night who's really, really good with money, and but I was trying to talk about my feelings. He said, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. And I was like, <laughs> well, there we go. The, there there we go. go. These different out. languages. But um, so so the idea of demonic possession of course that's that's the extreme end right. um, I work with demonic possession we all are with really? it all the time uh, so for me if I see a homeless person who's out there on the street babbling yeah. and like has sores on their body and they've peed themselves like really is that that... Per- so there's a different... In shamanism, there's a way to understand that schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder, a lot of the really serious mental illnesses are actually, from a shamanic perspective, the um, energetic attachment. Ooh. Yeah. It's a totally different, totally different way to understand mental illness. Even yeah. depression, even anxiety can be seen as energetic forms that attach themselves to the person. Sure. Um, and... And so, you know, where does it move from being um, something that's negative into demonic? That that's an interesting. <sighs> question. I I think it's the level of suffering and the level of destruction.
1: Right when you don't. I saw a guy without shoes yesterday walking across uh, Van Ness, and uh, it was a, you know when Mission crosses Van Ness is kind of an interesting corner. Interesting and corner. And he had yeah. it isn't it? Yeah, it's a cross section of. Everything, really.
0: Right, But and he, Goodwill's right there, so everybody well, can go hang yeah, out. Yeah,
1: it used to be the Goodwill, <laughs> but now they're building oh, it's not some... Anymore? Yeah, they're building some monstrosity thing with many, many um, apartments and condos together in the high-rise. Yeah, oh, my God, gone. where are all the homeless people going to get there?
0: I have a friend I who might even be listening right now yeah. who used to go and collect stuff there
1: in I, the morning. I, I've always enjoyed... That is where... This is such a sidebar, but this... Emerald ring that I found. I went to that Goodwill to shop for a uh, Halloween costume. I wanted to dress up as a '70s person, and I bought a purse. I bought a macrame purse, like an old weird thing. As right. a, and I look in the side oh, pocket, stop. and there's this an ring, and, ring, and it's real. It's a real emerald, and it was oh my real God. gold. And I was like, "Thank you, Goodwill!" Like, for like eight great. bucks. Less. It was like a two-dollar <laughs> purse or something oh, ridiculous. My goodness. And I love this ring.
0: That is Isn't so that
1: weird. That is so cool. Yeah, I was like, so look in the side pockets. Somebody donated their stuff and just didn't even know, or Gifts. it was like some grandma or something, right. you know? Gifts from the universe. Wow. Yeah, that was nice. But yeah, so that 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 corner, there was a man he was walking across the street, and the bus had to kind of honk at him because he was taking too long across. And I was like, oh, this poor guy. And I looked at him, and he was like hobbly. and he had socks on no shoes and one of his socks was already like not a sock anymore right and i just like saw that and he had like the sores he was very dirty but he didn't have a backpack or anything and i just thought like where's he coming from and where's he going and what happened to the shoes like there's shoes why do we i I just felt really i but then your thing with demonic possession like hey that kind of makes sense like he's forgotten who he is or was because of or do you forget it maybe well I think it's interesting so there's a
0: kids movie Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah, that's a great... It came out a long time ago. Yeah, I love it. Very interesting thing. The doors. How... Yeah, no, how a lot of modern culture uh, actually speaks to deeper realities without even knowing it because they exist there. So in Monsters, Inc., the monsters scare the children, and the children's fear is what feeds their whole realm of reality. Like, the children's fear is their energy source. Right. And it like recharges the batteries that like run the whole monster universe. Right? Yeah. Very interesting. So at the end, they try, they, they switch it around and try to make the children happy so that the universe is then fed with joy. Right. Okay. Yeah. So those two things, fear and joy, um, you could also call them fear and love. So fear and joy really are the two main energy sources in the universe, in my perspective. You can kind of divide everything up into, is it joy or is it fear? Sure. And they're, from my perspective, they're each sources of power having, and we all use both of them all the time. And, um, but one is higher power that's constructive and helpful and nourishing, and the other fear is lower power. That's mm-hmm. destructive, and harmful, and creates suffering. And wow! So those two ways are both ways we power ourselves. That's f- that's a different way to understand. They talk about that we live in a realm of duality. If you've ever heard that, sure. like everything, you know we have Yin black, yang, white, yeah, y- right, oh, yeah. right, sun and moon, and night and day, and man, man and, and woman, and yeah, all that, right? Yeah. So in. Um, that is one way to understand a spiritual reality is fear or love, fear or joy sure and so if we think about the way that we move ourselves through the world um, We could divide almost all of our reactions, all of our feelings into one of those buckets. Wow. Okay. It's just
1: a different, it's a, but it's still, they both have power and they might even both have equal power. They do. They could absolutely have, well, they could have equal power.
0: However, the consequences of the behaviors that go with that or the consequences of that energy are different. One is constructive and one is destructive. But
1: some people have that destructive energy and they see it as constructive for them. Themselves, So like, cause the power is so important that they, maybe they don't see that they're causing suffering or harm because they're seduced by the power. Perhaps. Absolutely. Cause that could be, that might be a way to explain 45's errant behaviors.
0: Absolutely. No, he believes in what he's doing. Right. He really does. Right. No, I, I mean, it's a, so, so excellent point. Through fear. So one Ooh. of the things about fear is that, and we all have both, right? We all have sure. joy. We all have fear. Hopefully we have both. Um, is that fear is really what it what it evokes in us is the desire to protect ourselves. Uh, right? If we're afraid we want to protect ourselves. Generally, or sure. we collapse. I mean there's different things that can happen. And so There's a way to understand um, or to look at the world as that... So we have physical form, things take physical form, we can take actions, but that as we move deeper into kind of the realms of um, rational thinking, feeling, um, that thoughts and feelings actually have a form, too, Mm -hmm. on the energetic plane. now you might have had this experience. Did you
1: ever think about somebody and then like you get an email? Absolutely. Or, or, a, text call. From them? or a call. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Or you call this is the craziest one that happened. I swear I called someone else's number and it went to another person's number right. that I was thinking about. And I'm like, Okay, no, I know whose number I dialed because I was using the actual like boop 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 boop, like not keying in the number but on the list. And I just, just thought I was like how am I connected to this person in this way that it was weird? It was weird. right. So to
0: me, that's what serendipity is like that. There, there's something else going on. I mean, that happens for me all the time. Now, as a matter of fact, I, I will, I have a joke that if I, if you really want me to call you, just think about me. Joke, and I'll, happen. And I'll do it. Funny. Cause I try to stay tapped in on that plane. So, So if there is a way to think about that, you could just call it a phenomenon, but what is the phenomenon? There is a way that there is some level of, uh, you know, Carl Jung called it like the transpersonal. Sure. um, That there's some other communication realm that's happening beyond the level of our rational mind with thoughts and feelings. And so so we take that a step further, um, that thoughts and feelings and certainly Particularly patterned thoughts of thoughts and feelings that we have, and we all have patterns. Right, and some of them are positive, and a lot of them are negative. A lot of them are ways again that we defend ourselves, that we we protect ourselves, ways we motivate ourselves um, through the world. For example, um, you know, for a long time in my in my life, uh, I had a voice that told me I was fat. Oh, right. Like most women, sure. I swear, like probably 90% of the women have a voice that tells them they're fat, right? right? Absolutely. You're fat. And part of the motivation for that was to try to make myself look better so that I would be attractive, so that people would love me. Right. Right. So the motive is to get love. Or joy, right? But it's coming through this destructive way, right? Yeah, right. I understand. Right, that, so it's sure. like if I—I I mean, if you really look deeply at it, there is an attempt. Although that—that that inner voice, and it, for me, it was a voice that always told me I wasn't good enough. Um, which I call that the inner critic, right? And there's a lot of different forms of it. That um, so that voice, if I really look deeply at it, it's actually trying to help me. Wow. If I, if I really, so we do this in this work and we're going to, you we're going to listen to a session a little bit later with yeah. someone. So we ask it like, what's, if you really ask that voice, what's your purpose? Generally, it's purpose is to protect you. It's to sure. try to help you. It's to protect you from... So if you think you're fat, it's kind of like if I write my name on the bathroom wall, then no one else can call me a slut. Sure, sure. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. No, that makes sense. No, I, I, I get the I get the fat thing. It's that you're... It's the same thing with like... Uh, my, one of my inner voices says like that... Um, It's like you're a terrible person all the time. But I use it as a defense mechanism because... With comedy, I'm saying such terrible things about you know, j- just as an like a perspective on the world. I'm pointing out things that are a lot of times unlikable, and so I sort of write and say, I'm, I'm a terrible person, but at, it's because of the eye that I'm turning on the world. But if I And the other one is, that's a very good defense mechanism for comedians is, I'm going to hate myself so much, none of you can hate me as much as I hate myself, therefore I'm protected. The audience can't, the audience could never hate me as much as I hate myself, therefore, everything's okay. So no matter what they do, no matter if they don't laugh or whatever, and they hate me, it's fine, I hate myself more, don't worry about it. Like, that's... The, and I do that all the time, and I've always been like, oh, and I'm trying to pattern myself out of that. Like, why do I tell oh, girl? Myself I hate myself. You want to do time. it today? We can do it. Oh, well, I try to
0: deprogram. No, 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 no. Like, we can make that baby. We can transform that baby today <laughs> okay, on spiritual psychology live here on Meet I, FM. I, I, say, <laughs> I say
1: all the time, like, and but you just saying that makes me go oh, because if I hate myself, and I, I think it's from high school, and the, I had bulimia too for a long time, and it was, and I was a cheerleader, but I would look at my cheerleading jacket, but I was like, if. I hate myself. Then boys can't hate me any worse. Like guys, don't ask me out. That right. makes sense because why would they? Because no one can hate me more than I hate me. Like exactly. So the you. Defense you just, mechanism. It's you just weird. beautifully
0: described the defense mechanism. But if you think about that defense mechanism and like really feel into it, it's really painful. True. Like it may. The attempt is to protect us from getting hurt. Right. But how it protects us from getting hurt, if we're really present with it, is that it, like, hurts us every day. Sure. It kind of hurts us every day. Like, I'm going to practice being rejected every day inside my own head. So in case anyone else ever rejects me, I'm so
1: used to it, it won't hurt. Right. That's that's, that's exactly it. Right. Because you so, constantly, I mean, any kind of performance art, you're under constant scrutiny of the audience liking you or disliking you or appreciating or not appreciating your work, so...
0: So, there's a way to understand, and if you're open to doing it, it's really great work. Um, There's a way to understand that we act, that that's kind of like an energy construct. It's almost like an energetic parasite. It's like, I look at it like a piece of armor, that at some point, I felt vulnerable. I was either afraid of being hurt, or I was hurt, or, or I felt powerless, and I needed something to help me sure. and so I reached for whatever was there and again we can search we can reach for joy or we can reach for fear and I re- and and the fear bucket just resonated with me and this thing that's kind of this attached itself to me as a defensive structure so when um and the attempt is to help me right Now, what happens is a lot... So a lot of times we take
1: this stuff on as kids. Well, but here's the problem. The reason you take on fear as opposed... Or reason I take on fear as opposed to taking on joy is that taking on joy or saying that I'm good at something then negates humility. So the fear of being full of myself and thinking I'm awesome... That is a huge fear for me because what if I think I'm awesome but I'm so deluded because I think I'm so awesome that no one else thinks I'm awesome and I don't even see, I'm so like in the joy of like, I'm awesome that I have no context of myself with others in reality because I'm like, I'm so great. It's like Instagram. Everyone thinks they're so great and it's like, you're not that great but they're like reaching for the joy like I'm awesome and then I'm afraid to be the person that thinks they're awesome but isn't actually awesome and then if other people point out that then that's even scarier like because then the whole world that I've constructed crumbles and this is all in my head like of whatever but it's no but you're
0: describing the human condition perfectly and really so there's a difference between joy and ego gratification oh there's
1: a big difference.
0: <laughs> There's a big difference. So joy really arises from our own spirit. It arises from our sense of being and acceptance of who we are in the world and that we have a place here and that really we are connected to the greater wholeness and it's all good. Right. And we're okay how we, however we are. Like that, that is a place where joy can, and connectivity, like exper- experiencing connectivity is what joy is. Ego gratification is generally only about how other people perceive me. Ah. It has to do with what's happening with my relationship,
1: just with the external world. But isn't that who we are, how people perceive us? Are we, I mean, is it? Is it half how we perceive ourselves and half how other people perceive us? Because I find that how other people perceive me is way more important than how I perceive myself. It doesn't matter how I perceive myself. I mean, I maybe, I guess it does. I guess we're learning here today on spiritual psychology. But that's like the whole world is how other people perceive you.
0: Well, it has become the way the world is. Mm. And I think it's actually part of the problem because everybody's concerned. If, if that's, it's kind of like money. Like this is the agreed upon thing. Everybody's trying to please everybody else. Where is the basis for approval? Like, Uh. is it coming from a deep grounded place? That's actually again, is it rooted in fear or is it rooted in joy? It's rooted in people on Facebook. It's rooted in, <laughs> Which is rooted in fear. Which is rooted in fear. A lot of it is rooted in fear. I mean, I've probably told you the story about my client, and, and I know a lot of people do this, and they don't admit it. Like, I, I had a client. She was terribly depressed. Beautiful, stunningly gorgeous woman. Always perfectly put together. Gorgeous clothes. Lived in a beautiful apartment. And she would go out places and take pictures of herself, and then post them on Facebook, and they weren't true. Huh. Yeah. Because she wanted people to think she was living this life. Wow. Yeah. And she wasn't yeah she would go out she like took the day she came to, to that she told me that she went she sat on a deck she ordered a, a glass of wine she took a selfie of herself and said I'm here with all my friends having a glass of wine at blah 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 place she drank the glass of wine she went home and climbed in bed for the rest of the afternoon wow yeah,
1: yeah. I mean talk about well right. and the, I mean we have to think of it this way too like we're of a slightly advanced age let's imagine that you're in high school and girl, you girl I ain't advanced until I'm 70 okay fair <laughs> <laughs> but we're in that same like, okay, let's let's pretend, I mean, I was around in the 80s too, let's pretend it's, it's 1985, and you take a bunch of pictures of yourself and things you like, and you put them up on your wall, and then you invite all of your friends over, and you say, come over and touch the pictures that you like. Like, that's an insane concept, right? Like about it in the 80s or the 70s even like come over to my house i'm going to show you all these pictures on a wall and i want you to touch the pictures and say that you like those it is weird and now we're like we do it all the time constantly every day and like people live and die on like how many likes they get or on their instagram their hearts or whatever and it's like sometimes i feel like when we're in that internet realm it's all just I don't know is any of it real like the filters I just learned about the filters there are women who uh, they put the filters on their face so they look so pretty and then they showed like this is what I look like without my Instagram filters (gasps) oh uh, it's like then why are you taking pictures of yourself I just I can't I'm just trying to like how is it so big now? Like we just all decided as a group. Yep, fear. We're going with fear.
0: I think it is well, <laughs> I think it is about I think it is about fear because it's easier. To click on a picture than it is to have a conversation Ah. it's well and there's this whole thing also about endorphins that actually you know they do they've been doing tests on kids that the amount of endorphins you get from a hug from a person is the same amount of endorphins that people get when they get a like on Facebook what yeah it's really kind of scary so there's a whole so there's a whole actual psychochemical thing that's happening right. where people are associating feeling connected with with this pseudo connection that we get online but which is interesting so you know it kind of ties back to the idea of where do I get my reality about who I am and my experience and is it through how other people see me right or is it authentically through my own experience of myself and my own experience of the world and I mean most people do filter who they are and how they are through other people but you know, if you really think deeply about that, that's kind of terrifying because most people are fucked up. Right. And most people don't, <laughs>
1: and most people don't care about other people anyways. Because well, other so people everybody's are doing so, the same thing. Right.
0: Right. Everybody's trying to impress everybody else with whatever is impressive within the particular social or cultural system that you're in. Sure. and, I personally believe that we are creations, part of a larger creative force and that our work here is to be us. Ah, like Like, I'm supposed to be me. I'm not supposed to be the me that Pam and Mike and George like. I'm supposed to be the me that I was created to be. But because our culture and our family and all of society roots us to pleasing others, the school system. Sure. Right? It's all about pleasing some stupid teacher, right? And getting an A rather than being creative. Right. Um... So what happens, and, you know, after I die, I have a lot of questions to ask those that have figured out this system, but, <laughs> uh, you know, somewhere in early childhood, generally, whole parts and huge parts of who we authentically are gets get squished or put away right right because you're not acceptable it's not okay people don't like that girls right. don't get dirty boys don't wear dresses whatever sure whatever whatever thing the thing is yeah. to not be who you really are so if I'm not who I really am who am I right some yeah Facebook facsimile that I think you're gonna like and, and what happens to the
1: real, my soul? Sure. What happens to who I really am? Well, that's why in the future, AI stuff will work, is that... <laughs> you could just take everybody's online reactions and interactions and download them into like some sort of AI being and then you're not there your soul obviously isn't there but for other people who see you they might think it's you because it's a collection of everything that you put out on the media so it was how everybody saw you anyway so if you put it into an AI body you won't be there but everyone will think you're still there so it's like all that kind of like saving your brain or downloading your consciousness that all the rich little kids are trying to do right now. I'm just spending $40,000 to cryogenically freeze my brain. Like, great. (laughs) But when they put that into this AI body, I don't think it's going to be the person. It's going to be all of the collection of their experiences, but it's not them. Right. So we get to that question of what is the
0: real them what is the essential person and from my perspective I mean I I feel like my life work is dedicated to helping people nourish and support and discover that because that's where real joy is when I'm actually in connection with my authentic self with you know I tend to look at it the world like a garden like so if we're all flowers in the garden you know and, and you go into a garden and there's no such thing as a perfect tulip there's no such thing as a perfect. Daisy like they they each are unique sure right and but if daisies are out of fashion, which they probably kind of are right now, and you should be a petunia or whatever you should be, then, you know, I can spend my whole life trying to be a petunia. Sure. Right? My daisiness isn't good enough. I'm supposed to be, I'm a crappy petunia. Right? But I gotta try to be a petunia. I gotta dress myself up and paint myself purple or whatever I gotta do, right, to try to be a petunia. But I'm a crappy petunia. I'm never gonna find joy. I'm gonna live in fear that I'm supposed to be a petunia. Most of us feel like
1: that. No, I know. I used to watch, look at the girls with the sides two jeans and I'd be like their thighs are so small I'm never gonna have small thighs as opposed to being like awesome I've got like big legs that are strong and can do things and can run and can dance and they and their big legs are great as opposed to like I want to be a skinny tiny model like it's the same thing with height I'm only 55 I wish if only if only I was 510 you know right. that then, then I'd be and I know people 510 that are like I can't get a date <laughs> because all men are 59 because all whatever. men are 59 yeah. right
0: so so that whole again we're talking about if we talk about fear and joy like sure. that's all rooted in fear that we aren't good enough how we are right. and there's a lot of religion there's a lot of culture there's a lot of family that yeah. will support that sure and so if everybody agrees that they aren't good enough how they are and we're filtering our reality of who we are through other people who don't think they are good enough it's kind of insanity. It, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. It's like an echo chamber. It's an echo chamber. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good one. Yeah. And you know, for me, the difference between th- humility and thinking I'm great is humility is really an accurate assessment of who and what I really am, mm. both positive and my challenges. So nobody's perfect there is no such thing perfection is even is a a foolish word when you talk about anything that's real everything's unique so so to own that you have strong legs and you have a sense of humor and like the things that are uniquely pam it doesn't necessarily make you better than other people it's just what's uniquely you right and humility for me as much as anything else is the ability to own what's good about myself
1: in a balanced way with what my challenges are humility. What makes me better than other people is that I don't have a cell phone and I've never seen the movie Titanic. Those are the things that make me better. I'm
0: telling you. (laughs) I'm telling you. I just had this conversation the other night. I held out for 20 years to see Titanic. I just saw it six months ago. I loved it. You loved it. I loved it. I thought it was going to be be so sappy. And you know what? It was not sappy. I did not like the last 30 seconds. The only thing I would change is the last 30 seconds of the movie. What did everybody live? (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> No, I would not I would you'd cha- have to change see it to gigantic. know the last thirty seconds. Okay. But um, because I don't understand why she did the thing she did. It was kinda stupid. But but the whole idea basically what happens is he returns her to her authentic self. Uh-huh. She's trapped. She's trapped in a gilded cage of a privileged life mm. and he sets her free. And he really does set her free. I mean, he, and and the fact that he, it's not the idea that, that she doesn't even really mourn him. (laughs) She doesn't. It wasn't like some unrequited love and she's going to love him. It wasn't like that at all. He had a purpose. He was a bridge. He was a bridge to get her out of this privileged life that she was in as a disempowered woman, pre woman's right to vote. Sure. Right. And, and, and he sets her free. I, I, I really I have to tell you it wasn't what I expected I thought it was this like love thing and he would die and it would be this tragedy it wasn't even that sad huh I mean Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty cute at that age too <laughs> but uh, no he dies it wasn't that big of a deal when he died well, I mean, I have to say, it yeah. just for me, I sure I don't know. It was more the know. fact that she lived, and how she lived. Yeah, and he helped her to do that. I, if you get, I'm telling you,
1: it's just one. Of I know your holdout. It's I, an I'm ego whole, thing. It's an ego thing. Yeah, it's just she's it's the, not going to see things Titanic. Me, I just everyone saw it. I was like, I want to be different. It was one of the ways I claimed to be unique. <laughs> well, being different is fine. Being
2: different
0: is fine if if it's authentic to who we are. Sure. I mean, that's. Um, so, there's an interesting thing to think about if you think about thoughts as things,
1: if you think about feelings as things. I think thoughts are real, though. That goes back to Socrates and think, and Plato and thinking thoughts are real. When you think of something, it exists in your head. That thought is real. It has it has a form. form. Yeah, it's real. Right. And then it can
0: become form. Like, there's nothing in this room right now, there's nothing in the room of any of our listeners right now that wasn't a thought. Sure. Right. This was all created. Somebody had a thought, an idea, and then it they made it. It in one form or another. They gathered the money and the resources and then it became... Disposable cups. Magic. Disposable And, and straws, <laughs> and which straws. I love straws. Straws are going to go away pretty soon, but I'm sad about that. But um, so, if you think about if thoughts are things and if everybody has them, and we can look at our family of origin our own childhood, that we've all picked up thoughts from other people right? I mean, look at the thoughts that are being spewed right now from 45, right? Thoughts of,
1: of bigotry and hatred and and fear misogyny and and people are taking those on. Absolutely. Right. And and they're taking them on without even knowing it. I think that it's, I think it's negatively affecting so many people without them even being conscious of it. Right. No, it's so
0: the level of unconsciousness is where attachment happens. Ah, so, but it attaches to us because there's, some way that we resonate with it so like we are not fans of 45 right i know that there are a lot of i was just <laughs> i was down in death valley oh my god with everybody with the flags the like trump 2020 oh wow that was interesting that was interesting so there's a lot of people that are so the resonance there's a different resonance. Like I don't resonate with bigotry and hatred, right? But there's people that do because they they have fear,
1: but they're resonating with tax breaks and promises. Some of them are also just
0: resonating with fear. They have fear of losing what they have, fear of not being enough and brown people are going to take it away from me. Right. You know, like that, that idea. Um, We all pick up thoughts from our parents Right, parents, My mother's opinions about me, my mother's... And I might take them on directly or I might um, defend myself against them. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, my parents would a tea party gun-toting Republicans. And, oh my, You know, I, wow. I've like defended myself against that and gone the other direction, reacting to the thoughts of other people. When we take those on, um, and, and if we look deeply, a lot of the internal talk that people have is stuff that was given to them. By a caregiver, by a coach, by a teacher. You know, I mean, we talked about the thing that happened to you in kindergarten with the teacher that that said
1: you were... Mrs. Mowers, she was the worst. Yeah, called me fat in front of the whole class.
0: Called you fat in front of the whole class. Like, ooh, boom. That was like an interject, right? Oh, my God. That went in there.
1: Well, it made me be a teacher. I mean, I think that that's why I was a teacher for a couple years uh, out of college is that I was like oh my god I've got to protect children from these teachers that say terrible things like if you're a kindergarten teacher you're supposed to be a sweet like completely patient really I mean Kindergarten teachers are special people and I don't even think they're like, (laughs) they aren't always. But I can't imagine you're going to be in a room with a bunch of children and you're going to be mean to them? And abuse them.
0: That's insane. (laughs) Well, so one of the things that can happen and we all do this is that, and I I actually can say this, that we all do this, is that it's very easy for us to feed off of each other Mm -hmm. and that when my negativity, so I can often, if I put someone else down, it's generally an attempt to elevate myself. Sure. And I'm Feeding on the life energy. It goes back to the monster zinc thing. Like, if you are suffering,
1: then I'm, I actually can feed off of that. It's very bad. I think that you should tell your daughter to write that as a thesis project for college or something. It's a great, it's a really great concept of taking monster zinc and like using it as a as a structure to see our own lives. That's amazing. Like it's, it's
0: really well, it's deep. <laughs> it there's a lot of reality to it <laughs> when great. we when we look at what's happening on a spiritual on an energetic level, taking well, the good news about it for me is that we take these things <clears throat> pardon me. And when they have form, then we are no longer disempowered by them. We're no longer victimized by them. We can actually do something about it. Uh, Which is, I'm all about, let's do something about this. Sure. Right? So what can we do to make this better? Right. Just like yourself. You're a justice person. That's part of your authentic self. So, you know, your kindergarten teacher said a terrible thing. It had an impact on you, but you turned it into, how can I not do this to other people? Or how can I... Yeah, be a better person and
1: how this not happen with other kids. There's a lot of different ways that you can go. I tell little girls always, even when they're two or three or young, I always compliment them on their uh, cleverness or their word usage or their big sentences or like, what a good speaker you are before I tell them how pretty they are. Oh my God, why does every single, (laughs) like whenever anybody sees a child, the first thing they say is, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. It's like, don't tell little girls they're pretty. Stop it right like, <laughs> Stop right cuz we're, we're that. very
0: but that's part of the it starts the attachment to what other people think and how other people see us right away yeah. which i mean it is part of being social beings that we interact in, and we have influence on each other but when those when those influences become they outweigh their useful social purpose yeah. so you know someone says something to you and then you have it in your head for the rest of your life Right? And it's a harmful thing, that's energetic interference. Yeah. So, and a lot of people think, well, that's just in there. There's nothing I can do about it. Like, you know, my kindergarten teacher told me I'm fat. That could wreck you for the rest of your life. That could be in there. It actually is like she installed this thing and it stayed there. So
1: she uploaded a program and the program needs an update. And I'm going to tell you the program can
0: be updated, that can be extracted. We can get really that. Those interjects, those inserts, we can get used to them. We can orient ourselves around them. They can be ways we... Mo- like, I I started with the idea of, like, I'm fat. Right. I mean, for me, that came from my first boyfriend who told me how had a fat ass when I was 13 years old. Oh, my God. And I really wanted to impress him. And so, I started to make myself throw up. Oh, wow, And then, yeah. the whole thing for me became, I need to be skinny so people will love me. Right. Yeah. Right. No, because... There's a belief that only how other people see me make me lovable, right. and I'm, I don't have intrinsic worth as a person, because right. I'm not connected with my authentic self and my joy.
1: Right. And no one will listen to me unless I'm skinny and pretty, because no one listens to fat people. We're terrible to fat people. We're terrible. I don't know if it's all over the world or if it's just the United States, but I mean, it's, we're not nice all of our like we, we have this slovenly like we when we think about like people who are I don't know I just I feel I feel bad but it's part of my programming too that like fatness is somehow the worst evil of all somehow I don't know if that's because I grew up so wealthy, or because everyone has diet food, or I—I I don't understand why. But it's a—it's a, it's a strange—it's a strange thing. We're in—you know—the 1800s. If you were fat, that meant you were rich, right? Like you, if you were there, you'd be like, "Wow, you're fat," right? No, you look at awesome. all the paintings,
3: right? Wow, wow. No, it was good.
0: It meant it, it meant that you, you had prosperity in your life, right? Enough money to eat. <laughs> so, so let's do a piece of work. Okay. Let's do a piece of work on Pam. So, what's that voice
1: in your head that? makes your life miserable it just tells me that I'm um that I I hate myself I say it all the time I'm like I hate you I hate myself okay so
0: if you come into your body just take a minute take a deep breath notice where your feet are and your hands are and your head is and um see
1: if you can do you actually hear it oh, all the time yeah okay. absolutely so see if you I can actually say it out loud sometimes okay. like on the bus or whatever I'll be like oh I hate myself okay so
0: <laughs> I, had, I
1: I used to have that voice I'm gonna tell you I haven't. I don't have that voice anymore that's nice
0: so we're gonna get rid of this voice for you too so See if you can notice where that voice lives. Is it more on the right? Is it more on the left? If if you were gonna try to like listen, where do you hear? It? Uh, I would say the right right side. Okay. And is it all over the whole right side, or just more like toward your
1: temple or toward the back? Uh, probably like the whole kind of side of my head. Okay. And then it talks to the other part. But I mean, usually it makes my voice go say it out loud what's the part it's talking to uh, it's talking to the part of me that's embarrassed about something that I did or didn't do or that I accomplished but maybe I did it wrong or I think maybe that I offended somebody or maybe sometimes I say some really fucked up shit on stage and I'll be like oh my god was I did I really say that in front of people I hate myself like I'll, I'll it's like the it's the judgment of some actions that I've that I'm I'm trying to like circle back and look at my day, and then I'm like, oh no!
0: It sounds like it's a way you're trying to emotionally regulate yourself huh? when you run sure,
1: sure, or you take a risk. Well, it's after the risk has been taken, right? It's like to- it's after. Yeah, it's it's once I've put something out there. And then I'm like, and there's oh, some fear c- around it, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. So if
0: if you bring your awareness to that right right side of your brain, if if we were going to give it a color or a shape, what
1: color or shape does it have? Oh, I'm gonna say yellow, uh, yellowish green, mm-hmm. and it's like a. Like I'm gonna go with like a mucusy, snotty sort of covering. Like the kind of stuff where you try to wipe it off, but it kinda gets all over the it's like it's like I didn't know that I just crapped an oil painting kind of thing. Like right. I'm trying to wipe this off. It's and it's not poo per se. But it's more like slimy goo that like it's now it's like it's like I oh, don't know, it's on my fingers, and it's like I can't ah oh. you try to get the wipes and you just can't even remove it and it's still there, like a little sludgy. Okay. It's mucusy, yucky.
0: So we're going we're gonna to ask it a couple of questions. So as a matter of fact, let's see. If you could move that energy out of your body and it could personify itself, this kind of green, slimy thing that's on the right, if you, if you could personify it in front of you with limbs and a head and a face, what size would it be?
1: Oh, little, like maybe the size of like a, a dill pickle. Okay. Uh... But you kind of like a dill pickle. Like kind of bumpy and green and sort of slimy. And What's his personality like? Uh, <clears throat> it, I think it's kind of a dick. It's like a... It Is it a dick? It's, yeah, it's like... It's, it's like, the size of a green dick. It's the size of a green dick. And it's like living in my... It's living in the left side of my head. It's a, a little, little bit of cock with a bad attitude. It, it's like... <laughs> It's like, you're so fucking dumb, Pam. Why did you do that? Um, Okay. Yeah, and it's like, it's all like... And it's got like little, you know, like little weird spindly arm things. And it's like, has little fingers. It's like, you're a big dummy. Like pointing at me. How does it feel about you? Um... You know, I th- that's the thing. I think it's conflicted because like it wants to be it wants to be out in the public. It wants to be like look at me. I'm my like, pickle dick. I'm like so I'm a, so. but it's uh not mm. it, but it's it's like that it can't be it wants to be the center of attention. Right. But it's it's pretty gross. You don't want to you don't want to, you know, have a slimy show everybody your slimy pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
0: So, um, I love you, Pam. So, how does it feel about you? If this is something you have a relationship with, how does
1: it feel about Pam? If he feels I'm dumb that I always say the wrong thing and it's trying to tell me like, stop doing that dumb shit. But the, the other thing is that Like, and it, it yells at me a lot about like, one of its little diatribes is like, you're not even drunk right now and you're still doing stupid shit. Like, it it tells me like, that, I I don't know, it's sort of like the justification, it's uh, my actions, that's when it gets mad at me, it's like... You know, if you want to do dumb shit, then you have to be drunk so you won't remember it. (laughs) Like, don't, (laughs) otherwise I'm here and I'm going to tell you, you did dumb shit. So, and it's not even that the shit is dumb. It's just something I said, or I maybe offended someone, or maybe I wrote my name on a list weird, or maybe I should have been, uh, I should have signed up number three and then I signed up number five and so now I'm going to be late. God, I'm so stupid. I hate myself. Like just small shit like that too. Just like, mm mm-hmm what's its purpose doesn't have to make any sense. I uh, ask it what's its purpose uh, to keep me from being stupid in front of people i guess like and what's the purpose of keeping you from being stupid in front of people uh, oh, because they're gonna not they're gonna not they're, i'm gonna whatever respect they might have had for me, they could potentially lose if they either respected me as a producer or a comedian or whatever they could respect me for they'd be like oh well she's you know she fucked it up this time and like she's not even drunk but that's I think that a lot of it has to do with like there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of drinking component in there but I don't I don't drink that much but I have this reputation that I drink a lot so I think that this little guy is like trying to sort of protect me but, What's he trying to protect you from? Um, from, from people not respecting me, I guess, or that if people don't respect me, it doesn't matter because I don't respect myself. Like, it's it's okay, okay that people don't respect me because why would you? You know, kind of thing. Okay. How how does the voice make you feel? Um. I, I, now, see, the thing is, I don't really register the emotions of shame or regret except in this sort of like little Well let's really drop dick. into it. This is Pickle Dick. How does Pickle Dick make you feel? Uh I mean not good, but still it's that safety thing of like you know, no one can hate me more than I hate myself. So screw is that them. Really, it doesn't matter. Is that
0: really safe?
1: I mean, um, you're rooted in hatred in that place sure uh it's just be like having to be responsible for all of my choices is tough to do in the mo- moment so I usually just I'm act in the moment and I think in the moment everything's fine but then lady late later the little pickle dick is like you're a fuck up mm-hmm. like you shouldn't have You should think before you act. You shouldn't, you know, because sometimes on stage I don't have a plan at all. Like, I have no idea where I'm going to go with it. I just sort of talk Mm -hmm. and try to be funny. And things can get off the rails. They can go pretty wonky. And then and sometimes I sometimes I think it's funny sometimes I don't even remember what I said but you know and then the the pickle will be like oh man you suck like why did you even do that so I guess yeah usually it shows up after I'm sort of like in the moment like I'm like I'm just flowing with the groove bro like I'm just doing my thing and not like not being, having a rational thought pattern behind, like, you're just in the flow. Right, in the flow, just not, it's like when I'm not consciously choosing my choices, I'm just like letting that all happen. I'm being sort of Buddhist. I'm like, look at me, enjoy the moment of transit. But later, I that's the voice that's like, ah, you suck when you do that. But then I don't really know if I do or not because I don't usually, like when I'm in that sort of flow, I I don't really remember everything because I'm so present that it's hard to have like a past or present voice on the actions of now. So it's like me second guessing my authentic self just doing whatever it does mm-hmm. That's so and then it's like man you suck but then sometimes I barely even remember and it's and I swear it's not that I'm drinking it's just that sometimes if I'm in the moment I just I can't remember stuff like it's just you're just in it I'm just in it it happens a lot on stage I'm just like there and then I'm like oh what did I do but thank goodness so much of this is recorded so if I do decide to go back and see what it dick I am I can, I can listen to it <laughs> alright so here's a question Yeah. see if you can
0: and, and this doesn't have to make any sense yeah. when was the first time that you experienced
1: this voice in your life what, oh, what comes up when I offer it probably <clears throat> junior high maybe freshman year of high school okay do you know the situation Uh, yeah actually so I when I was in junior high I went to this one I went from a Christian school to a junior high but it wasn't the junior high I was supposed to go to it was a different one and then the high school was a different so Volceros was the junior high and it fed into this high school called Monte Vista and then there was this one called Charlotte Wood and it fed into San Ramon wearing the jacket um but I went to Los and so all my friends were going to Monta Vista. And in in junior high, I was exceptionally popular. I had lots of friends, and a really great group of people. I loved junior high. Junior high was awesome. Like it was. Me too. I loved great. junior high. I had so much fun. Yeah, I had in junior so high. much fun. In junior high. I, loved I did so high. many drugs was, in junior high. I didn't
0: do any drugs. I got arrested and I had I so much, did, much fun and drugs. so many boys. Anyway, go ahead. But <laughs> boys
1: liked me. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. ski trips. Boys liked me. Yeah. Sex, and drugs, and people. rock and roll. That was my junior high. But I was. Yeah. People liked me. It was different. So then I went to this other high school my parents said we're not driving you all the way to Monte Vista when you, we live across the street from San Ramon we're not going to do that I was like but all my friends they're like screw your friends you'll make new friends so that freshman year in, in high school the very first week I was like well I'm gonna run for student council president because I was so popular at Los Loseros well little did I know that everyone at Charlotte Wood hated my guts like of course they did I came in from another school and they're like fuck you you're running for president fucking what the who the that that's a good idea and I was like I do I think it's a great idea I'm super fun I can't wait to meet people I'm really great I'm gonna be your leader I love working like I'll do all the shitty jobs you hate or whatever you know be anyways I don't know nobody I didn't have a lot of friends at that point but nobody said to me what the fuck are you doing you don't go from this other junior high where you were popular and you go into the new thing and you think that everything's gonna be fine are you insane are you an insane person because so, you really didn't know
0: you didn't have enough information of the world as a young teenage, very, very... oh what happened? I unplugged myself. Oh, yeah, you're... you're it, yeah, sometimes... Very it. enthusiastic person you didn't have enough information. I didn't know.
1: Right. But my parents didn't tell me. Nobody threw me a bone on this Nobody one. Nobody like, told you. Maybe it would be best for you not okay. to run for student council president your freshman year in a new okay. school. So <laughs> so
0: this so this makes sense that Pickle Dick would show up to try to clue you
1: in. Yeah. Hey, right? Exactly. exactly. Now, sure. Yeah. Don't do weird shit, Pam. Because, or don't think, uh, it's, it's the concept of being bigger than your britches. Or like my talent, Writing checks, my ego writing checks that my talent can't cash. Well, like you said, so what I hear is in this come up earlier. We were talking about
0: you know thinking I'm so great and people don't know, which is what that comes from, right? Is is not having a reality check on your own experience of yourself versus the social situation that you're in, right? And what's that reality check? I
1: don't know. What? I've right. never been able to figure so it out.
0: Right. So I
1: just have to ask. So uh, what happened in the election? It was awful. Oh, the I'm guy, so sorry. this guy named Max got up on stage and said, Like basically who the fuck is this? And what I wrote this great speech and I was like, Hey, I know, I know, I know I come from another school and I just, I really want to work hard. I've always wanted to be in student government. This is like a a thing that I've, I've wanted and I feel like I can really like help you guys out and especially coming with a different perspective. Like I, and I was, I wrote this great speech and like nobody clapped and then this guy Max got up and he was like, basically who the fuck does she think she is? You're going to vote for this this person you don't even know who says things oh is she is smarty pants what the, who the fuck is this bitch and he didn't say and then everybody like screamed and clapped for him and were like max 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 and of course he didn't do anything and he got elected president and he was a fucking pile of dog shit that didn't do anything for anybody and just kind of sat there like the king of nothing i mean i should have run for treasurer or secretary right. or but you didn't know i didn't know okay so hold on a second yeah so... That Max guy was a dick.
0: Okay. So we have this girl. So if you think about that girl and when the pickle dick comes to her where is she when when she first hears this voice
1: uh i mean it was probably like stage yeah probably i remember the way that stage looked too like it was it was where also we it was like where the dances were this stupid auditorium this big it's where we played basketball okay yeah so it feels like after those speeches
0: she's just i feel so bad for that girl so if you think about that girl if
1: you, if you really like tap into her, where is she? What's she doing? up hiding in the bathroom. Ugh. Like oh. so embarrassed. Oh, so so yes. like just mortified that I, okay.
0: I just didn't. Know. Of course you didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> how old is she? Is she 13? 14? 14? 14. 14, 13, 14, 13, okay. 14. Okay. All right. So Pam, we're going to go to this girl in the bathroom here we are our best adult selves with all the work and all the compassion we have we're going to go in the bathroom with that girl oh my god my heart is broken for her. <laughs> I can just feel her oh those poor thing. she's devastated oh and she has to
1: stay at the school now I have to stay at the school now oh. and I the thing is if I would have gone to say Cer- or to Monta Vista I would have won you know what? I would have been the president we gotta be with what they and yes, me you they, 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 all my friends would have been like yeah we love Pam okay so
0: so bring, bring your awareness to this girl in the bathroom. This is your best adult self. And we want to make ourselves known to her. And we want to tell her that we're here to help her. And this is a terrible thing that happened. And it really wasn't her fault. She really, really didn't know. And we want to bring her into present time where she can have healthier and more nourishing and supportive ways to manage herself socially and with her own enthusiasm in the world. Yeah. Enthusiasm. How do you feel about that girl?
1: Well, I, you know, I thought she was I thought she was pretty together. I mean, she is in a she lot of ways was pretty together, but it's just unfortunate that like the relationship to reality was so skewed. Like... She didn't know. She did I, not nobody, have the information. But I think that maybe even if people told me, I wouldn't have been able to hear it then. Okay. Because... She might not have... I, she might not yeah, have been able to was, hear it. Okay, so
0: that's was, that's okay. I mean, we all have our deficits. She's, But it's, it really feels to me like it's rooted in enthusiasm and joy of living and wanting to use all... She's got all this life energy. I can feel she's like super enthusiastic and her balloon just got totally
1: smashed. I also thought, though, that it would be a good way to meet people, right? Like I thought, oh, student council, it's a good way to meet people. Even running, they could get to know who I am. They could see, like, I haven't ever met any of these people before. I'm not part of this school. I have a lot to offer. It was like, look, here's me, here's what I do. And they were like, fuck you. Right. Coming from another school and from the Richie Pants school.
0: Right. So, it was like... Okay. So, this girl is going to watch what we're going to do now. I want her... She's going to watch what... Does she know that you're her adult self if you... If you sure. Can? Okay, yeah. I think All I'm right, wearing good. the jacket. You got the jacket on. Okay. <laughs> so... So we're going to just know that she's watching what happens. So it makes a lot of sense how this got
1: taken on, right? Does that make a lot of sense? Yeah, how absolutely. From, like, that's pretty <gasps> traumatic. Well, out. I wish that... The, and this is another problem. I have a lot of anger issues. I mean, I wanted to smack that guy Max in the face. Like, he basically did that to me in front of people. He just demeaned me and made it obvious that I was not cool in front of everyone. Terrible. And, and He totally disempowered you. And I got no opportunity to kick him in the balls. Like, Right. And, If I did, then I'd be known as the crazy person that kicks people in the balls, which I sort of had, uh, but that was a reputation I already overcame. So I didn't, I didn't, not the ball kicking. I did throw a brick through a window. (laughs) I threw a brick through a window when I was in second, (laughs) third grade and I, everyone was scared of me and It it was good, but I didn't get to like, I mean, this is the funny thing is I actually saw that guy as an adult here after I moved to the city I was in my early 30s I was I'd just gotten into graduate school I was probably 33 years old maybe 34 and funny enough I was wearing this jacket and it was this guy Max and Todd Benatar and Randy Wynn of all people who's a baseball player who went to high school with me and I saw them on the corner of 19th and Folsom and I was out in front of the bar I hung out at a lot the homestead and they saw me and they were like Pam Benjamin and I was like Todd Benatar Max the asshole and Randy Wynn, nice to see you congratulations on being a famous baseball player and I talked to them and some people came out and I introduced them as like these are guys I went to high school with and it was sort of a redemption because all these people were sort of saying kind of how cool I am or whatever to these guys who thought for years that I was not cool so I I sort of had this sort of like redemption moment as an adult to be like yeah I'm fucking cool now guys I hang out at this bar I live in San Francisco I'm a badass like so that was kind of a but yeah i mean so i got a little bit of retribution but and i, I i'll never forget the way I'll, i know exactly what that guy looks like still as an adult okay that's a resentment we'll talk about okay. that in another resentment. Show. Different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves okay. it though okay.
0: so we're gonna go back to the pickle little yeah so the we pickle. go back to the pickle so the pickles here and and we can really understand now what the pickles purpose is right the purpose of the pickle is to protect you from not understanding what reality is. From not understanding what reality is, right. Trying to clean it up, trying, trying to help you out, but it does it in this really negative kind of shaming, blaming, yeah, guilt, post-production post post uh, post-production way that's not super helpful. Okay, so we're going to ask the pickle a couple questions. So the first question is, what if we're going to ask the pickle this question, what do you want?
1: Uh, what does the, the, pickle the pickle want? It doesn't have to make any sense. Yeah, the... the the pickle wants me to not have a false sense of f- bravado. Okay. The pickle doesn't the pickle doesn't want me to embarrass myself by thinking that I'm more than I am. Okay. Okay. So the pickle doesn't want you to embarrass yourself by thinking you more than you are.
0: What does the pickle need for itself? What is the pickle's deepest need? If it has its own agenda. What does the pickle really really need its deepest need uh,
1: if it was going to be fulfilled it wants people to think that it's that it, it's uh, no because it negates all the good decisions or it just says that the any decision is bad that's the thing it doesn't matter if it was a good or bad choice it's just like all your it's choices actually, are right. wrong what the pickle is, thinks all my choices are wrong no matter what the choices are so this isn't a thought what does the pickle, pickle need What's its motivation? What's it? What's it looking for, uh, for itself? The pickle needs me to feel bad about my choices. It, it makes What the does pickle it get happy. out of that? Uh, the knowledge that it's doing something, that it's helping me, Okay. even though it's but it kind of feeds off that negativity. Definitely. Right? Okay. Yeah. So that's its food. It never. It, the pickle never says like, "You did a good job." Like, right. yes, you not thinking and making choices in the in an. A conscious but not subconscious but not unconscious like I'm there but just not a, like a super in a non planned yeah. sort of execution way when I'm just being it doesn't like that all the choices when I'm right. being well you just said wrong. It,
0: it, it, it likes it when I'm
1: when I'm feeling bad right okay
0: so that is the mark of negative energy interference that it feeds on suffering. We get back to the monster zinc thing, sure. right? It fe- yeah. Can you see that? Yes. Like it yeah. actually generates the food that makes it feel good. And sure. when you're good, it, what ha- if you're great,
1: what happens to pickle? It, it tells me that I suck. It tells me if I'm doing great, it tells me don't, that you are too big for your britches. Now okay. it says, even if things are great, it goes, you're not great. Don't do that. Don't think that you're, don't think that you did well. Like, I mean, it was hard last week. I mean, I was pretty in Arkansas. Everyone thought I was pretty and I came back home and I, and then I got, I got knocked down last Thursday and the pickle was like, see, see, you get all excited about stuff and you think things are good and guess what? Mm -mm." Okay. So if we get back to this idea
0: of fear. Enjoy, mm. So it doesn't want you in the joy box. No, no. Yeah, right. No. It doesn't want you in. And I'm going to tell you joy is a tremendous source of power. Joy is a tremendous source of power that has only productive and constructive consequences. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you that. Right. right. And, and so, and if you are in joy, then pickle gets no food. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So just to notice that that's a hallmark of a negative energies that it creates negativity and that's its purpose under the guise of being protective. Um, so, so the question again is, so if pickle needs suffering, what does pickle really need under the suffering? What does pickle really, really need? If pickle is going to come to its own
1: it Well, pickle wants me to, pickle wants me to not do anything. It wants me to like Stay at home in the safety of my house with my cat and my wonderful boyfriend and be like this is enough you don't why do you think that you need stage time why do you think that you need all this performance why do you think that you need so pickle just needs more suffering Pick, yeah pickle wants more suffering but what is what does pickle
0: get out of the suffering does pickle uh, just need a place to live uh,
1: and something to do but he thinks he's helping me I think that P- Pickle feeds off suffering, but he's also like, just stop doing things because then you won't do embarrassing shit. Like if you do nothing, then nothing will be embarrassing or weird. So he's actually pushing you to anti-life because
0: sure. to do less. To do less. He ra- he's a, he's pushing you to devolve sure. rather than evolve. Again, a hallmark of of negative energy. Right. Okay. So... Again, the question... So I'm going to ask you to do a funny thing. Yeah. I'm going to ask you... If our listeners can't see this, but I'm going to ask you to stay So where is Pickle? If Pickle was here in the room, where oh, is he's like standing on he the board. There. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to see. We're going we're to move Pickle over here. Okay. I'm
2: going
0: to move Pickle here. We're going to pull Pickle over over here. He's going to stand on this. Okay. Move him over here. Okay. okay. I want you to stand up, and I want you to step into Pickle's energy and bring the mic with you. Oh my goodness. Step, step in. into Pickle's energy. I want you to see if you can. So you might even want to grab. Grabbing the. Pickle. Grab the Pickle. Get into the Pickle. I want you I to mean, really feel like the Pickle is like you become the pickle okay how does it feel to be the pickle energy what is it like if you pickle you might even want to take on the shape of the oh pickle
1: pickle. what is it like to be pickle energy it's like uh it's like i'm my own mom sort of telling like disappointment it's a constant disappointment pickles never happy with my choices is always disappointed. No matter what choice I make, the pickle says, that is the wrong choice. Why would you do that? You're so stupid. Like, why would you choose that? Why would you... But, you know, and then why look, look at you okay, sitting so on the bus, like you're on the, you're on the bus now. What you can't afford a car. What's wrong with you? So
0: this resonates with, <laughs> with, with mom energy. So you were sure. even more right to pick this up. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, if you're a pickle, what is your deepest need that would bring you into peace and joy?
1: What is pickle need? If you so, if you were gonna finish this, what's the opposite of disappointment though? That's like fulfillment. Fulfillment. Uh, it's, I just think pickle really likes it when I'm disappointed with myself. Yes, it
0: does. It's but if like, we get like so pickle needs it. to be vulnerable. Nothing if you were gonna finish <laughs> this sentence, what I really need is if you were pickle. Finish that sentence. What I really need.
1: What is, I really need. Ah. Uh, oh. That's 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 so hard. What is, he, what, is he, what is what is he what does it? Pickle really need?
0: Uh most vulnerable need to uh, to be a pre- to be respected. To be respected. To pickle be respected. really needs to be respected. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So pickle. step out of that and oh, wait, there's one more question. Oh, How will Pickle feel if he's respected?
1: Pickle well, was respected. Oh, How yeah. would Pickle feel? <sighs> that's so hard because uh the pickle doesn't necessarily know what that feeling is like and we're going to imagine if
0: pickle if pickle really was respected pickle would feel
1: I would feel I I would feel I mean I would try to feel joy about it but it's like it, the thing that's so hard is that thinking thinking that it's like it's that it's that opposite of humility it's like if i embrace fulfillment then I'm then I lose concept of reality again
0: because okay, so that's the fear right the that's fe- the fear. Right. okay but if but if what we're talking again we're talking not an ego fulfillment we're talking about actually soul level fulfillment which is different which isn't about ego gratification it's not about pride we don't have to be afraid of it it's, it's this is the joy basket that most of us don't even get to step into right okay so so how would pickle feel we imagine how pickle would feel if there was respect
1: I mean, uh, the thing is, I don't think that pickle would even know how to deal with doesn't that have to know okay. emotion because it's so. You or, said joy.
0: You said joy. joy. We'll just leave okay, it we'll there. Okay. Okay.
1: So now,
0: I wonder if you can sense or imagine that your body dissolves, and we're gonna offer, and the body becomes a nectar. Or an elixir that is the quality of joy and respect that's exactly what pickle really needs hmm so you're gonna your body's gonna dissolve you're gonna an energetic form and becomes a nectar or an elixir that's exactly the respect and the joy that pickle really needs and pickle and receive so this nectar what color is it does it have a color or a texture oh boy maybe orange orange okay is it thin
1: thick Uh, thin actually because okay. thick is gooey and gross okay it's easy to drink okay it's good good like ne- like wake up in the middle of the night super thirsty like all right that's
0: so we're going to fulfill pickle's deepest need mm-hmm. and so pickle can take up this nectar of joy and respect whether he absorbs it through the uh, covering of his body, whether he drinks it, eats it, it pours over him. He soaks in it like brine. Like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> how does how does pickle receive what he really needs?
1: Well, I, I think it's going to be have to be a submersion thing, like, okay. <laughs> there Because okay. I don't think the pickle's going to drink willingly okay. of the joy. So
0: let's submerse. <laughs> so we're going to submerge pickle,
1: <laughs> yeah, in in the jar. Respect, yeah,
0: and joy. And there's an unlimited supply. Ooh. And he can receive to his complete satisfaction. Really allowing himself to receive exactly what he authentically needs. Submersed in joy and respect. An infinite supply, being able to receive till he's completely satisfied, satiated, and just track what happens to pickle as he receives that which he authentically needs respect and joy and what happens to pickle what do you notice
1: uh well he's uh sort of uh become the the vessel that was soaked in is now like it's now. He's not like a little, like trapped inside of it, but sort of becomes the outside of it, mm-hmm. uh, in a in a shape that isn't so like bumpy and gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah like sort of like plumping up and so overtakes the jar so like now he's like a little like uh he's like a little jigglypuff kind of like a little pokemon guy that's like kind of squishy and like oh thanks for okay
0: okay so we're going to continue to feed continue even even if it, it until this complete satisfaction as much respect and joy as can be taken in to his complete satisfaction so it may change form. He may actually be drinking or eating now. The 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 dunk tank may get bigger. Yeah, a, yeah. So that so that there's really we really want to fill this need completely. He's like a blimp
1: now though, he's so big. He's
2: like, fine. I can't I just get my
0: can I keep drinking? I can't Yes, leave. he can. He can continue. There's an infinite supply of respect and joy.
1: And so, what? This keeps track. What happened? Yeah, it, he's like in the sky now. He's all big. He's like a blimp. He's like, this is crazy. And, Look at the
0: view. Kinda. And so, <laughs> and he, is he continuing? Does he need more? Because there's plenty. There's plenty. He can continue. There was an infinite supply.
1: Well, I think that he's going to cut himself off because he doesn't want to become like this huge, like spaceship size. He can become spaceship size if he
0: wants. Let's just keep track of it. As much as he needs, there is an infinite supply of respect and joy. We're tapping into the principles. We're tapping into a field of energy that has an infinite supply of respect and joy. There is no limit to respect and joy. And he is tapped into it.
1: Yeah. He's like, this is, this still, I can still suck off this. This is crazy.
0: So he can, like, doesn't even believe that he can. An infinite supply, infinite, to his complete satisfaction. So, what's happening? Just tell us what's happening
1: now. Uh, It's, uh, In the sky, kind of like a big balloon tether sort of thing, where I'm like, kind of hold on, and I'm like, no, dude, that's cool. I won't let you go. You're not going to fly away. Okay. It's fine. And so, let me know when he's satisfied,
0: when he has. Taken I think
1: him. I think he's pretty good.
0: Okay. So the question is, is is he an ally or a helper for you, or is this an energy that you no longer need? That now has been healed that can move on to the place of its own next evolution.
1: I I mean I wouldn't I mean why can I let go of the string and you can't float away? That's you can. I I mean. Okay. That's like that's like a big that's like a big thing to say. So
0: you wanna ask him, Are you my helper now, or do you need to move on to the next place for yourself?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think that he's been
0: very helpful. Okay. So, does there anything you want to say to him before you let him go?
1: Ah. Uh, hey dude, don't don't mess with other people. Don't fly up there in space and and uh mess with anybody else. It's uh Well, he's different now though, right? I sure, yeah. Well, it's completely different shape and mm-hmm. and uh how's he feeling? Pretty good. Like um like that he can figure out sort of a motor and go in a direction. Mm-hmm. Uh so but not definitely not weighing me down anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you want to let go
0: of the stream? Sure. Okay. So let it go. Let's track him as he moves to the place of its own next
1: evolution. Yeah, he's got a little motor. He's like putting along in the sky. Like bye later. Okay. And so
0: now we want to ask for an ally or a helper to appear to replace him that's helpful and constructive and nourishing and supportive that can help you move through the world socially and support your own highest good in this humble perspective of knowing what reality is
1: oh so what appears oh well I certainly like cats a lot so that's kind of like an image that okay works with me what color cat uh like an orange stripy cat Mm -hmm. and what's orange stripy cat's personality like oh he's a he's a nice guy he's uh like big and fluffy and chill and just like mm -hmm. nice kitty Did he have agenda Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like b- boy cats better yeah, than girl cat. cats okay. girl cats are a little catty <laughs> and so um and how will he help you? um I think uh his big fuzziness uh will help me by just sitting with me with my decisions as opposed to um chastising them or being disappointed in them because like I don't know cats don't get real disappointed mm-hmm. I, so they're like you know he'll, he'll be like and cats can't talk mm-hmm. so <laughs> so I think they'll be, uh, be a much more um like, life-affirming, just being there kind just of being. thing. Cats are good at just to, being. Right. As opposed to telling me that my um, decisions suck. Right. But saying, like, that was a decision. <laughs> 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 how more the cat way to do it. How will cat protect you? Um, uh, by, I don't know, giving me something to focus on that's not within myself and mean, like, as uh, uh, giving me something to focus on outside of myself mm-hmm. uh, rather than, like, internally destroying or being disappointed in, in decisions or choices I've made.
0: Right. Cats don't eat their own
1: right. tail. Right. 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 Well, they do when they're kittens, but they don't actually eat it. They just chase it. They chase it. Chase it. Right. Sure. Okay. And
0: can cat make a vow or a promise to you? Sure. What would
1: that be? Uh, I'm not gonna let you say bad shit about yourself Mm -hmm. because you feed me and you're nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and it's okay. You don't have to judge. You don't have to judge yourself so harshly. Right. How does cat feel about you? Oh, cat loves me. Mm. Cat's nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about cat? Oh, I love cat. Awesome. Awesome. And how can you connect with cat? How can you connect with this energy when you need it? Um, I think it would be like an internal, like just sitting and thinking and like, not like physically petting, but sort of in my head, like being like, all right, you know, th- there, you, you made a decision that you might not be super happy with, but you don't have to shame yourself. We can look at what mm-hmm. happened in the moment and see like, you know, what is it? Did I really make, did I really do something d- dumb? it wasn't so bad or you know what no one was really watching no one was paying attention I think that's another thing that cat can let me in on is like perspective right perspective that not everybody's paying attention all the time I don't and of course they're not who would be paying attention to me all the time that's insane It's interesting because cats cats do pay attention cats notice all kinds
0: of stuff mm. they notice detail stuff too sure. so does that is that one of cat's attributes the sure kind of noticing? yeah definitely okay so cat actually has more eyes than you do like to be able to really notice all the details and be able to share those with you yeah to give you that perspective awesome okay so i wonder if you can imagine that cat is pouring his energy into you It might come out of his eyes or his throat or his heart or his paws or the top of his head. And that you can receive that energy of awareness and love and balanced perspective and that chill just being present and really receiving that your body. And it might come in the form. Is is there a color? I
1: think it's a a kitty high five. Okay.
0: So I really want you to take that into your body. Um, and particularly into your head and all the places where um, where the little pickle dick used to live. Right. So really see if you can like breathe that energy of the cat into your body, particularly into your head, the right side of your head, breathing it in down into your shoulders and arms, chest and belly, and into your legs, all the way down to the soles of your feet and the tips of your fingers and the crown of your head just really receiving the energy of this new internal helper replacing this really old configuration this old habit this old pattern that was trying to help you navigate social situations but in a really shameful bad way and and this is now that that's been transformed and released, and that, and now you're taking on a much more mature, healthy, appropriate, loving, balanced way of assessing yourself in social situations. So really receiving that physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, Professionally, creatively, relationally, all, it goes into all of the different systems and the way that you relate familially, all your different systems. And... That perhaps you can even hug cat into your body. Oh, hey, I love I love cats, and cat actually just kind of like melts into your body, and see where cat would reside in your body if you kind of like really brought cat into your body, really
1: ingesting, infusing. I would say almost like a like a uh, like a jacket because I don't want to take the cat and turn him into a jacket, but like. Um, that you can sort of like wear, he's you like can that he's like draped around my shoulders and I can like wear the wear the cat. Okay. And people people like cats. They do. <laughs> so if you feel if you feel that, like where is cat? Anybody? Like on um, like his like head is and paws are draped across one side and his little Butt and tail and around the on the side. other side, and he's sort of like just draped on there like a like awesome. a kitty stole, okay, great. like a stole. And how does it feel to have him now? He's not. It's nice. He's a comforting little
0: buddy. Okay. So now I want to bring our awareness back to this girl in the bathroom mm. in nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five? I Whatever. think eighty-eight, 88 but 88. close enough. With yeah. It. Okay. And she's been watching.
1: And. How does she feel about the cat? Well, I mean, she loves cats. Nice. Guys, cats are great. That's uh, <laughs> <And laughs> cool. You got a cool cat. How does she feel about you? Um, I think, I mean, she's, I mean, I hope she wouldn't be disappointed. I have a joke about wearing my cheerleading jacket that um, it just reminds me what a disappointment I am to my parents cuz I had so much promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she'd probably be like, oh, "Varsity cheer? Oh my god, we make it on the cheer squad? No way." Yeah. And you run a radio show and a radio right, station. Right, 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 right. She'd probably think all that stuff is pretty cool, but okay. it's because the way she was raised, she'd be like, "Um so like where is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and where is the money? Like are you I was I mean, are you she was very um, Uh, what's it called Uh, when you're materialistic so show her your life today show her your life today and see what she thinks well she thinks that i live pretty cool for junior hire if i wasn't an adult if you show her if you show (laughs) her your life this is great but show your boyfriend and where you live and you're
0: in the mission in san francisco very cool yeah no she'd think it was cool but she'd probably be like
1: i thought we were gonna have a five-bedroom house
0: what do you want to tell her?
1: Like that stuff doesn't you matter. You did that. Yeah, it's it's okay. We does she know yeah. you did that? I don't know. We can talk you about gotta it. You got to tell her. Yeah, tell her. Show you yeah. did that. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, but and and I think that she probably knows too that like you know we live in a big house, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're these incredibly happy people or right. whatever. So so if is she interested in coming and being with you in your life today? Uh, probably because it's a pretty fun time. I mean, I definitely would be like, you're not old enough to drink, but <laughs> she, she was such a Christian at that time. She wasn't into that stuff anyway. And what are, what are her gifts and talents? What, what's the life energy she holds? Um, I think at that point, uh, she's a, she was a good little, a good little ballerina. Um, was really kind of excelling at that. Um, and she likes to read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And there's some theater stuff happening. There was some some acting stuff back then. So, like, you know, real creative, perf- performance-based stuff. And how would it be to add her life energy into your life energy today? Um, I don't know how helpful it would be because the motivations from that time were so Jesus-centric that I don't know if her like insight would be
0: well. So we are actually on this level when we add life energy, it's kind of stripped of personality construct. It's really at its essence, like the essence of her. I feel a lot of enthusiasm from her and a lot of creativity from her. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so is she interested in being with you in your life today?
2: Um,
1: I don't know. I think can we ask that, her? Yeah, I just ask think that her. she uh, thought that I would be more famous by now, <laughs> but or, or so famous in general. But that's not like a construct. I think that's gonna. So that's happen. a conversation to
0: have, though. Yeah. If there's a you know, so there's a part of yourself that still has some old ideas, yeah, right, that might need to be let go of to really come fully present into your life.
1: Yeah, she's like. Like the only, I think it's that when, when you're, and it famous is the wrong word, but it's a lot of people listening or experiencing your art. And so that is sort of the... You're doing that. Well, yeah. You live that. The, do you see that you live that? Not on the grand scale of, you know, I'm not a YouTube star. Like, <laughs> not on the grand scale, but do you
0: live that? Lots of people... Lots yeah. of people experience
1: your art uh, every yeah, week, that's true. whether they want to or not. I guess no, they have to tune in. They, they have, have to seek to tune it out. In. They can't. They not. do. It's not like I'm. Although comedy in bars is oftentimes thrust upon a, an, an unwitting audience; they didn't sign up for it. Yeah, but weird. you got five shows a week, girl. There's, yeah, that's true. That's right. True.
0: Right. Yeah. And you have a listener base. Like yes, there is. That's like
1: true. that's true.
2: Right, that's there, yeah,
1: yeah, so, so she'd probably be pretty. she'd be like, oh, that's, fine. and the numbers, I mean, she'd be like, those are big numbers, but I'd be like, you're you're in high school, you know, come on, all
0: right, well, let's do it do so call her into the room right now, oh. get her out of that terrible bathroom, she yeah. doesn't need to live there. That was an awful time that happened. that's done, terrible that happened now. a long time ago, and call yeah. her and if she was going to be in in the studio with us right now, where yeah. would she be,
1: uh probably. So, bouncing off the walls sitting down I don't know yeah talking to Jesus in the corner (laughs) so so you got sparkled Jesus
0: no way so so this is an ongoing conversation yeah yeah with this part of yourself and and the idea of um your own success and owning who you are today fully um versus these older ideas about success that were given to you right and and are you a disappointment or are you in fulfillment right
1: yeah that so that well and I I want to think that I that my life is good and I'm in fulfillment but every but the pickle's gone so I don't have to have that voice anymore but it's hard because it's like I think I like to believe that what I have is enough but somehow I still don't believe that what I have is enough like but it's like that. Can't I just be? It's like, come on! Can't you just be happy with what you have? Like, what <laughs> <laughs> do you need? Do you need more?
0: I, I gotta th- say, I gotta say, with the addition, this is where it's interesting when we when we look at parts of ourselves that we get kind of cut off from, which is kind of what happened with her a little yeah. bit. Like, this some trauma, and and her ambition got really stomped on to re. Uh, to retrieve that ambition, that's kind of authentic to who you are, that desire to make the world a better place, that desire to do work, like I want to do a lot of work. You know, it's interesting because there is, I think there's healthy ambition. I think that we do kind of have optimal life purpose. and. And I would wonder, like this conversation, if you're having, if with the retrieval of this energy into yourself, if there isn't going to be a push to maybe do something a little bit different Hmm. that may be even more fulfilling than what you're doing now. I don't know, but I'm... I'm curious about that. Well, we'll
1: see what happens this year with the festival. I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> curious. I'm curious about that. Because I believe the desires that we have are there to move us forward to our own soul's fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever anybody says, well, shouldn't I be happy with what I have? Yes. In the moment, yes. It's, you know, happiness is about wanting what we have. right? Um, But... Want there's nothing wrong with wanting more, and to query what it is, what the real want is, and and how do I fulfill that? Sure, that's the joy bucket. Right. Um. Yeah. Positive. Am- positive ambition. And it may not be a fi- you know the the five bedroom house and sparkly Jesus like those are those <laughs> are exterior I, things. Well, I already did that though, and it wasn't you did filling, it, so it's fine. Yeah. Right. 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 So. Um so we'll have to check in right
1: But see if the pickle is truly gone
0: with the pickle voice (laughs) Um, (laughs) sometimes there's habit energy and we'll like want to do it what I encourage you to do though is to think about the cat right and to practice a lot of times the voice is just gone Sure. Because what we've done, I mean, it's interesting that it's a pickle is the thing I love about this particular process. And this is a derivative of that feeding demons that I was talking about is that a lot of times in Western psychology, Western spiritual practice, it's very masculine where we like revenge on things or kill them or kick them in the balls or cut them off. Right. And, and this is about looking at the deepest need and fulfilling the deepest need from a place of compassion. And when we do that, it actually is transformative, and transformation is different than killing something or cutting it off. Right. Transformation actually changes things. It takes garbage and it makes it into compost. And once garbage becomes compost, it doesn't become garbage again. Right. 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 Yeah. Sure. It feeds. Things. It's like a cucumber. Once a cucumber becomes a pickle, it can never become a cucumber again. Right. So that transformative process, which is really what Jesus taught. I mean it all great spiritual masters teach um that the energy of compassion it's how Gandhi freed India from Uh, England. Really it is, right? It's how Martin Luther King turned the civil rights movement around from being in a place of strong compassion. It changes things. Sure. Um I derailed
1: your phone call, though, today.
0: It's totally fine. I, you know, I was hoping...
1: <laughs> I was hoping we could do... I was hoping we could do this. No, uh, no, that was great. I mean, the the little... I mean, it's, it's good to recognize like the places in my life where things went wonky and be like, look at that and recognize it and say, you know, that has created patterns in my life, which aren't, which aren't necessarily helping me not because none of this stuff, none of this stuff helps me like all the, the negative Self talk like that doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't help, help, help me forward at all. No, it doesn't help us. I mean, and it's irrational. It's like, but it's so it. it it's such a patterned thing now where, and it, you and I sit on the sit there on the bus and I go kick myself. God, I'm so stupid. But it doesn't. That doesn't. It doesn't need to be like that. It can. No. I don't have to have the negative. It could say, I can look at it without the judgment. With the cat. Like, the cat and I can sit down and look at it and be like, all right. That's what happened. And how is As, that different? How are they different? Because it's just, it's it's not... Pickle, like, negatively jumps on every choice no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's a positive choice, still, oh, God, you said that to that person, that's terrible. Or you, like... Pfft. I sent out, for one, one example, I, I got excited about the concept of the that school thing the other day, Anna. and I sent out a bunch of emails to a bunch of different schools, and then after, Pickle was like, you're an idiot. Like, why did you do that? Why would you send that out? You're just making yourself look stupid. Pam's talking about
0: starting a program to train comedians. Right, in a, in a college-based
1: thing, like right. CCSF or what have you. Right. And... Uh, which I think is a fabulous idea. Yeah, I think it would comedy be... Comedy college. Yeah, but there... I mean, there it'd just be a comedy college that would be free and at a college level as opposed to, like, the one that's downtown where they make you pay lots of money. Right. But to, to sort of elevate the art so that people actually see it as an art as opposed to, like, people standing on stage with a microphone because of the hubris of their ego that thinks that they can entertain people with a microphone oh my god but so that's the same voice that's like how did and the pickle would say all the time how you you think you're 44 years old now you've been doing comedy for seven and a half years you really you really think that anybody's listening you really think that this is a good thing and I'm like sitting there going hey pickle actually I'm not terrible about at this like I I don't suck at it so I don't know why the pickle is constantly telling me that I suck because I I really don't I don't think I'm people laugh at my jokes. They at least listen. So again, we get back, if we
0: get back to this idea that there's two buckets that we can drink from. Right. We can drink from the bucket of fear and negativity. We can drink from the bucket of joy and fulfillment. And fear and negativity also includes anger and outrage and judgment and all that, uh, all that negativity. And, you know, I mean, we look at it every day and the choices we make with the media that we consume, with the choices and the kind of conversations that we have. And it's, you know, we all, have we all have both of those within us we all sure. have fear and judgment and criticism and anger and rage and resentment and self-righteousness and we all also have joy and fulfillment and love and compassion and selflessness and generosity right so which one and you know the negative is a little bit more edgy. Well, it's easier too. It's easier. It's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It is because it's de- it's it's actually about not taking risks. It's about ego gratification. It's about being invulnerable, and um, and putting other people down so we elevate ourselves. It's 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 about the attempt is to feel better instantly, whereas the bucket of generosity, compassion, fulfillment, love is about being vulnerable. Right. It's about taking risk, it's about growing outside, it's about being constructive and creative and moving into the unknown. Sure. It really is. I mean, this is about the the fear is about being in the known. Right. And the joy is about being in the unknown. It's right. much more adventurous. It actually takes, uh, you know, for me, it's the hard and scary thing. And I just want to say, Pam, you know, if you didn't do what you do and all the work and dedication that you have... I wouldn't be able to be here. And this is really, this is huge. This is me stepping outside my comfort zone to do this and to expand my work and to look at different ways to bring my work into the world. I'm so grateful for you. I've actually never seen you do a comedy act, which is like my shame (laughs) at this point. I have not seen it. I mean, I get to, I get to laugh with you every week, but, um, you know, you don't know how many people you impact in a positive way by what you do that maybe has nothing to do with comedy. Well, and I
1: have to, that's what I've been trying to remind myself lately is that when um, I sit there and go, oh, you know, Pickles, like, you're a shitty comedian and what do you think you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And, and whatever my quote unquote place in the San Francisco comedy stratosphere is, a lot of that doesn't matter at all because Mutiny Radio has nothing to do with comedy. Like, I mean, it does. Obviously, it has something to do with comedy. There's a lot of comedy here. But me as a comic and Mutiny Radio as an entity, don't have to be synonymous right exactly they're no, not no they aren't synonymous because my experience
0: of you and of mutiny I mean you're the manager of the station who comes and helps me and hangs out and we have great conversations yeah, and you're yeah. helping me learn how to do this thing that I have no idea how to do well you know how to do it now I know how to do it now <laughs> but but you know I mean you're a great teacher and you create this great and loving really open fun environment and, and really have provided an opportunity and so I'm just going to say that's the cat
1: stuff i have to focus on because the the comedy stuff is like it's where the pickle is because you it's you're getting a microphone and you're screaming into the void you're constantly screaming into the universe saying like i exist i exist like that's all stand up comedy is <laughs> it's like standing up on stage <laughs> with a microphone like screaming i exist to the universe i'm real i exist i'm here that's like and there's so many people that do it and why do we feel the need to stand up in front of people that we either know or don't know, and say, "Here's who I am. I exist. I'm unique. Why? I'm funny. Why? Because because the ultimate
0: reality is that we are all connected. We are all expressions of the deeper consciousness that is underlies everything of yeah. the one. But we, you know, when we get legs and we're walking around on the earth, we're disconnected, right? Sure. And so the attempt. I think that's what everybody's doing on different levels It's like I'm here. I'm right. real. Yeah. Like am I real? Tell me I'm real. Like we all want to know that and we all I do it too. I mean that's wh- I think it's what we do as humans. The great thing is is when we can really be present and see when other people say yeah, I see you. Uh, you're real. Sure. You real. So I'm going to tell you right now Pam, I see you. Oh, I see and you you're real. You're no, you're I real see, and thank you're thank really you. helping people. And you know, the great the greatest people in the world, those who have done the most good in the world, didn't live in five bedroom houses. <laughs> A lot yeah. of them didn't. That, that's, it, true. Oh, that's
1: not the thing that we remember about them. Right. It's the way they affected the people in the community. Well, and some of them aren't even known until I mean look at Emily Dickinson. Right. She had like two published poems during her life and then posthumously she had over five hundred poems published. Right. And it's like and she's one of the most, you know, well known American poetess of our time or whatever, and she lived in an attic. Right. In Massachusetts. Yeah. And it was. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I cool. have been there. All yeah. those people knew each other. Walt
0: Whitman and Emily. They all. Yeah. They lived. Oh, it's so beautiful where they lived out. in Concord and Lexington. And yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm a Thoreau fan. Yeah. All those yeah. guys. Yeah, guys. yeah. Yep. Been, to, been to the. You went to his little cabin in the woods? I've been to the well, cabin. Well, in the, woods. Yeah. well the cabin doesn't exist anymore, but the oh. pond is there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. It's Good beautiful. stuff. Well, this was incredibly helpful for me today. I mean, seriously. I haven't thought about that 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 terrible high school junior high transition thing in a while it was tough because people didn't like me I applied I tried to be a cheerleader and I kept applying is the wrong word auditioning and I didn't make it for the freshman team or the junior varsity team but I did make it for varsity which was so funny so I became I was a cheerleader my junior and senior year so all the other right I know I was like I didn't make it the freshman or sophomore year but suddenly when I was a junior like I did it and then I I did it for two years and there was a time this guy's name was Kenny oh god he was a mean little motherfucker one of the only black kids at school. So I get it. Like, if I was one of four black kids, I would totally make fun of everybody also. Right. But they published in the school newspaper when the cheerleaders were announced for the following year. So it was my sophomore year and I was in driver's ed. And this guy Kenny was behind me. He was very tall. And uh, he looked at it and he goes, This is a joke, right? This is a joke newspaper. This is so funny because it says that you're going to be a varsity cheerleader, which is obviously a joke. And he said it in front of like the whole oh class. And I was like, Nope that's real I'm a cheerleader next year that's a thing and he didn't kick him in the balls no I didn't I was so embarrassed I was like oh. and so and then then it was like once I finally became a cheerleader people were like you just wanted to be a cheerleader so you could be popular but we're not gonna let you be popular anyways you know. and I was like no I became a cheerleader because I have a really loud voice and I'm a proficient dancer and I want to perform at the halftime games and I like the little skirts like what the outfits are cute I, I like cheering I've always been like a cheerleader type of person like yay and so but I mean it was high school so and but i guess that stuff leaves marks and scars totally and like i mean i remember oh god because i got
0: really fat in high school i gained 70 pounds wow yeah my junior year of high school when one year what happened you what? i stopped doing drugs and smoking oh cigarette. yeah i didn't know you I got healthy said, <laughs> i got healthy and i became president of my senior class wow as a matter of fact when yeah. you were fat when i was fat what yeah yeah I did but wow. people were mean to me when I get into college I went to go to a party one time and they said oh no you can't come in we don't allow fat girls <sighs> right so I wrote, a, I wrote an article it was a turning point because I went home and I was like I'm fat I suck and um, and then I get mad and I wrote an article about prejudice against fat people and they published it in the, in the newspaper and you know what it's funny because i hung out with a lot of african-american it was an african-american minority at the college i went to and i hung out with a lot of my boyfriend was black and um and i kind of studied the way that they moved through some of the bigoted sure demographics at the school and um you know like not being impervious to it and uh and i really worked to take that on and you know after that if anybody said anything to me I was on them like flypaper yeah. it totally changed after that and now to this day if anybody gives me shit who are you talking to you know I'm like what sure. you got yeah. something to say right you got a problem yeah you got a problem with that you don't like my ass cause my ass is really cute now but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 want to see 70 no. pounds but yeah yeah but it really
1: um yeah I've had a whole interesting experience of being a skinny girl fat girl skinny girl yeah There was a movie that they just recently had. It was on the Netflix, and I can't remember what it was. But there was a scene in it where all the guys at this one fraternity, they had a party, and they took a fat girl. And that was the whole party, (gasps) was to see who could bring cutest fat girl or whatever and they oh and so it was like a whole theme about it and I just watched this movie and I was like when are they gonna say that this is bad <laughs> like when is there gonna be some shaming about just, this
0: behavior just some movie about I'm so pretty it was like some girl that supposedly is chubby and she thinks she's pretty and then I yeah there's a it new Netflix thing creepy it's,
1: for me she's it's a it's a series or whatever and she's a, she says that she's a loser or whatever. It's something like that. It's on Netflix. Um, you know, people are trying to be more body positive, but I, it's at all it. Body positivity has always been. It, it's a social construct that we are thrown into, and we have to sort of abide by it. And it's the same sort of thing as like makeup or right. the way that you dress or. Right. No, it's a whole. It's, it's whole, all about how people perceive, perceive us yeah, the from outside. the outside
0: rather than the inside. So in spiritual psychology, we're all about the inside, inside. So if you want a free session of spiritual psychology and have
1: your life completely changed, I've completely changed. You've completely changed me today. Can, uh, the the pickled dick is gone. Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio loves the pickled dick. pickled dick is Sergio, gone. He was a bad voice in my head yeah, that told me that the, I, dick the, gone. the disappointment. And, and the, you got the loving cat. I got the loving cat. That's it. Got I'm rid of the I'm going to be dick. so interested to see what happens so if you would
0: like to have a free session of spiritual psychology the requirement is that it goes and gets published online uh, we can do it anonymously but you can send me an email info at renee mckenna.com you can send me a text 415-672-4992 have a lovely week we'll look forward to talking to you again next tuesday at 10 a.m
1: from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from apply now through november 30th go to our website fm for more details
3: aloha mutineers stolowitz here people ask me dave why why spend so much time listening to MutinyRadio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian, hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave Talks News, Wisdom, Progressive Activism, and Spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker. Saturdays from noon to two. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on MutinyRadio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic Real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat.
4: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? like Other than like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons Oh, shit. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop, Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of pi- hide-
0: psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco. And if you want real change on a soul level, you've come to the right place. So, welcome everybody to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee McKenna and I'm a therapist in San Francisco. And I'm so excited. I have live guests this morning. I've only had dead guests up to this <laughs> point, and it's really, really fun when they're alive. And so I have um, Carl Berger, who's originally from Maine mm-hmm. and, um, you know, East Coast. East Coast. Totally represent. Yeah. 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 He traded out. Now he's in the other Portland. Yep. On the other coast, which is this
3: coast. This coast, the other, the other one, yeah.
0: And so, how's it been going? You here for the comedy festival?
3: Yeah, I came down on Friday and been here throughout the weekend, uh, doing a lot of shows. Been on a lot of different podcasts. It's been a blast to uh, to meet a bunch of like really kind of weird, unique, individual people and uh, funny
2: comedians. And